This episode of the 42 Rugby Weekly is brought to you by Dundeal Motors, Ireland's largest car website. Find your next premium car from one of our trusted dealerships. I don't think we've met before, but I'm the referee on this field. Leinster could have me five mil a year, I wouldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming out! Rugby, Rugby Weekly. Little reverse pass. And Hey everyone, welcome along to the 42 Rugby Weekly on the eve of the Champions Cup final. The sense of anticipation only building here for us. We're in the Aviva Stadium, Murray Kinsa with you and Kieran Kennedy is alongside me. We've had the captain's runs, we've had the press conferences with translation from, from French and Roger gave us an impressive demonstration of, of his language skills, but it just adds to the buzz, Kieran, this whole day and hearing from the the protagonists and seeing them out on the pitch how are your excitement levels yeah it's feeling like it's just around the corner now isn't it it's been it's been a really interesting morning here um i suppose just to give people a sense of what the day entails i've been here since about half 10 11 o'clock when uh leinster had their captain's run this morning and then we had leo cullen james ryan and gary ringrose are up for media shortly followed by the la rochelle press uh, where Ronan O'Gara obviously took centre stage and just back in off the pitch again to watch the La Rochelle captain's run and Rog was in flying form he has the red hoodie on today um, he's after running halfway across the pitch to give a, to give the groundsman a hug he was doing a bit of crossbar challenge to keep himself entertained while the players are stretching behind him so the La Rochelle team certainly seem very relaxed which was kind of similar to the sense I got from them last year I remember in Marseille there was a boom box sorry a boombox going and the, the the tunes are up but um they're just running around the place and having a bit of crack with each other out there for the bit that we saw so they certainly seem in good spirits but again when you're out in the pitch there we'll get into it but the size of that La Rochelle team is really really something else but yeah it's really exciting it's been a really interesting morning here and I just can't wait for it now. Roger was cracking the jokes left right and centre unbelievably relaxed and it is weird that it's a home final for Leinster in Dublin all they've done this season and Roger walks in the room and he's just a star attraction straight away again and he loves it. He just loves taking the questions. You can see him thinking about the ones that maybe he has to consider for a little while but he always comes up with a, a good answer and all the experience he's had in the game really shine through and also the experiences he had since he, he finished playing and when he went away to Paris and particularly the Crusaders he actually mentioned that the relaxed approach is something that he picked up from there. He said his pack of forwards this morning you would not have guessed that they had a, a big final ahead of them because they were so relaxed having the crack loads of messing and he said before he went away to Crusaders he probably would have been nervous at that or maybe even bristled at it but he understands there's different ways to approach it now what are the the Leinster vibes so we had Leo Cullen and James Ryan and, and Ringrose as you said and you saw them on the pitch what, what do you get in terms of an impression from them yeah, they definitely don't don't come across as quite as relaxed as the La Rochelle team do, but I think La Rochelle are in a bit of a league of their own in that sense. Um, from Leinster today, it very much feels like there's a big job to do tomorrow. You know, the pressure is on. It is a home final. They're up against a team that have ended their Champions Cup run the last two years running, and I think you can kind of feel that sense of pressure that comes with that expectation as well around the group, just a little bit. Um so yeah really interesting even even in the captain's run it was much more like we only get to see the first kind of 15 minutes or so but it was much more kind of just focused and stretches and you know going through the drills compared to La Rochelle who are 
essentially just screaming at each other and running around the place and there's lads kind of falling over a bit and they're having a bit of crack it's it's a very different kind of vibe off them um but that is it like the pressure is on Leinster they're the ones that we're all kind of looking at this week being like you know if they win it's a reward for the dominance I guess they've shown across the last couple of seasons in the amount of unbeaten runs they've gone on the amount of big scores they've put up but if they lose, you're kind of looking back over the last couple of years and saying, well, there's only one Champions Cup to show for it. And in their eyes, that's failure and that's disappointment. So I think all the pressure is on Leinster this weekend. You can maybe sense that a little bit, but look, we'll find out properly tomorrow. And Leinster just managing that nervousness, which is natural and an important part of life. I think as you grow older, you understand that the, the nerves are a key part of performing. But last year's final, they probably had an edginess to how they played and some of the mistakes were so uncharacteristic and that happens in the heat of battle and if they got over the line we wouldn't focus on that stuff but they didn't get over the line and and that was a relevant factor I think managing the the pressure that is on them now is a a key part of it so we wait to see how they how they manage that loads of French media here as well it feels like almost bigger than the France-Ireland match I don't know that press conference room was absolutely jammed so clearly there's no more, you know, French journalists who just cover Toulouse and, and Clermont. La Rochelle, properly big time now. Oh yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. And it, it's a sense as well that this is the final that we all wanted to see, really, as soon as we as last year's final was played. We wanted to see these teams go up against each other. We wanted to see the rematch. And it does have that kind of test match feel to it when you look at just the amount of quality that's going to be on show here tomorrow. It's 14 Grand Slam winners in the Leinster starting lineup. I think it's um, La Rochelle, you know, littered with absolute international world-class quality as well. Two huge teams who can bring power but also have a bit of skill and flair about them. It's just, it's the final we all wanted. It's the final that's here. And yeah, La Rochelle's rise, it's remarkable. I know you guys spoke about it with Owen, sorry, on Wednesday, a little bit new to great piece in the 42 earlier in the week. Where they've come as a club to this stage is, it's a phenomenal story really. But the way they seem to embrace it and the way they seem to have just kind of gotten on board with Ron Nogara and developing this competitive attitude, like this is their third final in a row. It's one thing to get back to a final the year after you're the beaten finalist and you still have that hunger, but to win the final last year and still be as hungry as ever and to get back to that stage again, it just shows that kind of ruthless edge to them. Um, Look, Leinster obviously have that as well. And by all accounts, there was a bit of bite in training yesterday, which is kind of what you want to hear. Um, but the La Rochelle story, I think it's it's easy to see how it's captured the imagination in France as well. Um, and look, rugby is still a small enough sport where in a country like France with the salary caps in place, it's possible for a team to come up and have that sort of run. They're now one of the dominant forces in European rugby. And if they win tomorrow, it'll really cement them as one of the absolute powerhouses because it'll have been over a couple of years. It'll be a sustained run of success. Um, so yeah, like it's just a brilliant story. And interesting to see how the next chapter unfolds tomorrow the bad news is for everyone else they are definitely here to stay everything is sustainable and it's no surprise really that Champions Cup means so much to them because Ron O'Gara is their head coach and that's that was his bread and butter as a player and he dreamed of winning more titles than he than he indeed did with Munster and he mentioned it today you know top of La Rochelle French players wish list would have always been winning Bouclier de Brennis first because as such Oh, it's just it's just such a massive competition in, in France but he's managed to drive them towards loving this competition just as much if not more and, and they want to taste that success again you mentioned the teams there the size of the La Rochelle team etc and we were waiting to see if there was going to be any great shocks with the team news 
on the La Rochelle front two changes from the semi-final Dante is back of course he's fit again and ready to go probably didn't anticipate Alton Delan moving to the bench and Paul Boudant starting in, in the back row what did Rog say about that? Yeah well he said it was a very tough decision and he said it pretty much could have gone either way which even though Delan will obviously be disappointed to not start tomorrow being an Irish player back in Dublin it says a lot about how he's resurrected his career I suppose that he's involved in the Champions Cup final and that he's that close to being in the starting 15 and look he can still have a huge part to play off off the bench tomorrow and I was just actually having a look at him out in the pitch there I haven't seen him play up close in a long time he's a big guy and even in a team like La Rochelle that have so much power the land kind of stands out as this is a guy you can see how physically he can make a difference um, but yeah it's that kind of competitive edge in that La Rochelle team I don't know if their bench is maybe as strong as it has been previously but there's a lot of competition around the place there even earlier in the week Rod was talking about Jonathan Dante coming back into the side and like what a player to be able to bring back but he was saying look I don't know if it's going to be from the start or if he's a player who can come off and make that impact from the bench I think if you've got Dante you've started him but it kind of shows that people are pushing the I suppose most established stars in this team there is a bit of a competitive edge there and look, the bench is going to be huge tomorrow. We might get onto the Leinster bench as well. There was maybe a couple of surprises there. But you just look at the power in that La Rochelle bench still. And it's it's definitely something that can make a big difference tomorrow. And they're a team that finished strongly. Um, it's a real, pe- uh, sorry, it's a real area of strength for them. Just a reminder that the 42 Rugby Weekly is sponsored by Dundeal Motors. Whether it's luxury cars, seven-seaters for a growing family, or making the switch to electric. Find everything you need at dundeal.ie. The surprise for me was probably Roman Sazi. Not surprised, that's the wrong word, because he's a club legend, Roman Sazi. Retiring at the end of the season, a really grizzled, clever, savvy lock, and he adds a lot. But Thomas Lavo started the final last year. He'll come off the bench, you would imagine, early enough in the second half. You have Bergeon even who started the final last year when Kurt Barlow was missing. Kalom has come in. He's an absolute giant of a tight head prop, and he'll add some dynamism and be a real finisher for them but as we expected the the first 15 is just littered with world-class players are, are players who I think La Rochelle have actually improved or given a late resurgence to in terms of Doolan and his career and how it was going Rule was a good player but not as good as he is now Dylan Lades has been really you know he's maximised all his strengths um, the centre pairing is, is really excellent and Kerr Barlow playing the rugby of his career at the moment and yeah, it's just a really, really strong team that you don't watch every week during the season because they're away playing top 14 and we don't see as much of that in this neck of the woods, but really impressive side. From Leinster, it is as you were pretty much in terms of the the back row and Conan starting at eight and Doris stays at six. Ross Maloney keeps his place in the second row and Jenkins will be used off the bench along with Baird. But as you say, the, the bench selection may be true up a surprise. No Harry Byrne, Frawley and Natai are the back subs along with Luke McGrath. What do you think they've considered there and, and who's going to cover what? I think it's the versatility with Frawley and Natai. They're both two players who can cover a couple of positions across the back line. And like the former Charlie Natai over the last couple of weeks since he's come back from that injury, he's it's easy to see why they want to have him involved. He's made a big impact on, on both sides of the ball actually in the last couple of weeks. He's had some really nice touches with the ball in hand, his, his kicking game has been excellent. His couple of 50-22s to spring to mind. He, he's been a big player in defence. He's won turnovers. And he's got a bit of size about him as well. So against a team like La Rochelle, if you're looking for somebody to come in for the last whatever 20 minutes, hold their own 
have a bit of dominance, bring a bit of physicality, but also be able to offer something in attack in terms of that kind of flair game. Leinster are obviously going to, you know, hope that they can spring tomorrow. He's the perfect candidate. Frawley, as we know, he can play kind of anywhere across the back line. He's, he's a remarkable player, really. But there was a bit of talk of Harry Byrne having a bit of a knock. Maybe he was out there involved in the captain's run a bit earlier today, maybe not taking a, a, fu- a full part in it. Very disappointing for him to miss out. But I think across that Leinster bench, like you look at a name like Ryan Baird jumping out there in terms of the dynamism he brings. Jason Jenkins brought in last summer to kind of offer that real physical edge and grit. Ross Maloney's form means he starts in the second row along James Ryan. And that's a great story for Ross Maloney, the way this year has gone Mm. from really. But to have somebody like Jason Jenkins coming off the bench, if you want, like Kelleher, Healy and Alatoas, your back up front row. The power is always such a focus in these Leinster La Rochelle games, but there is power in that Leinster team. Like we can forget that sometimes. And there's a lot of players on that bench who are in form and will be disappointed to miss out. But when you look at their starting 15, it's such a strong team. Doris, I don't know if you lose a bit of his kind of ball carrying ability at six, but when Jack Cohen is playing like that, I can see the sense in just trying to get your most powerful players on the pitch and just making sure you're in the contest going into those last 15, 20 minutes. I mean, we're scrolling through the team in front of us here. You could kind of single out any one of them and talk about their form. It's remarkable, really. But a lot of those players are carrying a lot of hurt from last year. A lot of them this week even have spoken about feeling like they didn't really deliver in the final last year. Caelan Doris felt he didn't have his strongest game. Hugo Keenan was another one who spoke about that. Josh van der Fleer ended up being you know, named European Player of the Year last year and getting that award on the pitch after the final whistle. But it was in a game where you know, they didn't get the results. So a strange feeling for him that day. There's... There's a lot to play for for this Leinster team. They're like obviously there's no lack of motivation. The way last year's final went, a lot of players are disappointed with that. And I think when you look through a lot of that team, a lot of those players are in better form than last year. They've made improvements to their game. They've kicked on to another level again. There's 14 Grand Slam winners there. It's a really really formidable side. Ty Furlong was not really involved in the captain's run. He was out and about in his gear. Leo Cohen says he's going to be okay just managing him or, or, or whatever and you it's hard to see someone pulling up before a game like this you, you fight your case as, as much as you can to, to play how much okay that's a stupid question how much are they going to miss Johnny Sexton how well placed is Ross Byrne to ensure that no one's talking about Johnny Sexton being absent after this game I think I think this I think Ross Byrne is heading into the biggest game of his career tomorrow and I think he's doing it in the form of his life that said, any team is going to miss Johnny Sexton. Um, not just his qualities on the pitch in terms of what he does with ball in hand and his kicking, but it's obviously his leadership and he does lift players around him. You can't, you can't replace that. Um, but Ross Byrne, I think he has brought his game to a new level this year. And I think he doesn't... I'm not sure if he's a big fan of that type of thought, talk. I think he kind of feels that, look, I've been doing it for years and I'm just getting my shot now. But I, I have a piece on Ross on the 42 tomorrow morning I've been kind of looking back to some of his games this year I feel he has been a bit more aggressive to the line I feel he is pushing things a bit more and I mean Andy Farrell doesn't call you back into an Ireland team unless he thinks you've made the improvements that he's looking for um, he's more aggressive this year Ross I think there's a bit more bite to him um, and like he's played he started every single one of these games in the lead up to this Champions Cup final sorry every one of Leinster's Champions Cup games this year and I think that's an important thing too. It's not like Johnny has fallen out with an injury in the last week or two and all of a sudden Ross is in. There's a confidence there because this team has been operating so well with Ross at 10 all year. I think he's played something like, I think it's 
460 minutes out of a possible 580. So he's he's gone 70 or 80 minutes in a lot of those games as well. But it's a huge test for him. Again, you go back to the players who feel like they maybe didn't give the best account of themselves last year. Things didn't go well for Ross Byrne when he came on in the final last year. He had a few poor touches. Um, so that's another motivation for him there. But look, as I said, I've gone through his games again this year and I've been really impressed with him throughout the year. I think he is coming into this game in the form of his life. But, I mean, Leo said it earlier, pressure's a funny thing and there is pressure tomorrow. It'll be interesting to see how he handles it. But any team is going to miss Johnny Sexton. You can be sure he's had a big influence behind the scenes anyway. But there's other leaders in this Leinster team now as well. I mean, in James Ryan, you've got an excellent captain. We were speaking to Robbie, or sorry, Gary Ringrose a little bit earlier today. He's really grown as a leader over the last couple of years. Um, even a player like Ross Maloney, like he's you, you've seen him taking a central kind of role on the pitch at times in team huddles. You've seen him talk. Same with Josh van der Fleer. So they're not short on leadership tomorrow, but the absence of Johnny Sexton, you're always going to feel it. We haven't seen Jaco Paper around the pace at all uh, yet. He's got a big day tomorrow as well and he'll have a, an influence on it. Hopefully there's nothing majorly decisive. Hopefully there's no red cards. Hopefully we get 15 v 15 for the entirety of the game, which we haven't actually with these two sides over the, the last few years. They both had a yellow card the first time. Last year, Thomas Lavo got that yellow card late enough in the game and Leinster weren't able to, to fully exploit it. And it would have been great flying the wall material to just see what Leinster pinpointed as what they got wrong or didn't fully exploit in last year's final. I thought it was good today. James Ryan was asked about their decision to keep kicking the, the posts. Uh, and the question was, what will you do this time around? He said, I don't know yet. It's about feel, it's about instinct. And he's right. You, you know, you can't predefine that strategy. But at the same time, I would be shocked if we don't see the the brave call in, in one of those instances, particularly in the second half, when, when they get that sense that, okay, we're actually on top here we've got momentum they're potentially weak here and maybe they feel that they missed that opportunity and that their gut instinct was just slightly off or didn't fully back that gut instinct in, in last year's final uh, and the prism of those two previous games makes it all the more interesting and you can sense La Rochelle's confidence I thought from them like they've they've beaten Leinster twice they're the better team in this in this rivalry but um, it is fascinating to see how it rolls around this time what's your sense now on the eve of the game if you if you've got to put your life's belongings one way either way what are you what are you saying I'm leaning towards La Rochelle um, after all that don't you? after all that I know yeah as the week has gone on I just more and more feel that La Rochelle they're just particularly after watching the final actually from last year back it's everything they do off the ball almost they're so difficult to play against they've obviously got that physicality in, in contact but it's the little niggly bits around the breakdown it's they just make life so difficult for teams. And like, I know I'm saying this after speaking about how I think Leinster are a better team than last year, and I do, but I think this La Rochelle team are a better team than last year as well. Um, they haven't maybe been as um, exciting or dominant in, in Europe across the season, but then when it comes to this time of the year, there's a switch and they do lift it up a level. We saw it in the Exeter game. They were just ruthless in that game and they showcased all their best qualities, I think, in it. And even just today, you do really get the sense that they feel there's another big performance coming. And as you say, you can feel the confidence of them and you're dead right. Like they've, Why wouldn't they be? They've, they've won this fixture the last two years in a row. They, they know how to beat Leinster. They know they've got the upper hand in terms of that kind of physicality. And we, we, you can't just focus too much on that either because 
they've got some really exciting players in their back line as well there is a bit of flair there there is a bit of attacking brilliance that they can switch on as well they're by no means like a um a one-trick team like the margins were so small last year and we know it's going to be a tight game well we we expect it to be a tight game again tomorrow it could go either way but yeah if it was my all my belongings going on it I, I'm leaning towards La Rochelle still I'll stick with Leinster I backed him earlier in the week and I won't be swayed by your persuasive argument there what's the plan now are you going to camp out here tonight and be the first one in the stadium tomorrow what's the what's the story for the night yeah I'm tempted I mean <laughs> I've spent so much time in this place over the last couple of weeks I feel like I should have a room here somewhere um, but no yeah we've a lot of work now to to truck through ahead of the big game tomorrow and then a really interesting game here tonight as well so hopefully catch some of that but um, look it's, it's nearly here and I just can't wait for it we're back tomorrow evening after the game we'll have an instant reaction from the stands in the Viva Stadium looking forward to a fantastic occasion wherever you are if you're in the stadium if you're watching at home if you're watching the pub Enjoy it and we'll speak to you very soon. This episode of the 42 Rugby Weekly is brought to you by Dundee Motors, Ireland's largest car website. Find your next premium car from one of our trusted dealerships. Driver's got names for filthy double barrels. He spits out, rips out, only smokes carols. And he's refreshing the world in mind, body and spirit. Mind, body and spirit. You better hear it and fear it. Oh, that's the spirit. Saying, sister, sister, how I miss you, miss you. Let's go wrist to wrist and take your skin off of a whisper. If you're a rock star, porn star, superstar, doesn't matter what you are. Get yourself a good car, get out of here. Yeah. Put the boys in the better land. You're always talking about the boys in the better land. The boys in the better land. Put the boys in the better land. You're always talking about the boys in the better land. The boys in the better land. Names to fill two double barrels. He spits out, breaks out, only smokes carols.